podcast? <laughs> well, last week we talked about the importance of staying connected to the Holy Spirit. It's like being connected to the power grid. That's where the power is. And when we allow the power in the grid to flow over the power lines, whether they be the big high-voltage ones that run across the state or the smaller ones that, that come into our homes, well, that's when the power is delivered right where we need it, where we live and work. But that power doesn't come uninvited. It takes some action on our part to let the power flow, whether that's flipping a light switch or turning on an appliance or plugging something into an outlet. We don't create the power. It's already there waiting for us to receive it and to use it. But there are things that we can do to let the power flow. And it's the same way with the Holy Spirit. There are attitudes that we can have and actions that we can take that invite the Holy Spirit to unleash dunamis, Holy Spirit power in our lives. And of course, the big one that we've been talking about uh, all this year has been prayer. Dynamic, dynamite prayer that asks God to break through any barriers that, that stand in the way to him accomplishing his purpose in our lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. Prayer is, is a powerful thing. The, prayer is, the power is not in us. It's God's power flowing through us through the Holy Spirit. But the prayer is like flipping on the light switch and letting the power flow. In Acts 3, Peter and John have healed a man who has been unable to walk for all of his life. Well, actually, it's the power of Jesus who heals, but, but Peter and John are arrested for it. I mean, how dare they embarrass the religious leader by working miracles and then saying that the crucified Jesus has been raised from the dead. But the people are so amazed at this miracle that the authorities feel that they have to let him go. So they just threaten them some more and turn them loose. Peter and John go back to their friends and they pray not merely for their own protection from those authorities, but they pray for the courage to do God's will and keep sharing the good news of Jesus. This is part of their prayer. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Prayer opens the door for the Spirit to flow. This, this week we received a, a breakthrough story online that I just want to share with you. It's talking about, about prayer. I was having a particularly challenging week. My husband was traveling and not in a safe area. Both of our adult children were dealing with lots of stress and I was feeling pretty discouraged. I also hurt my back, and it was a brutal winter weather for dog walking. I was beginning to fall into the trap of self-pity. I picked up the dynamite prayer book. I asked the Holy Spirit to help me 
And very quickly, I began to sense the peace that he gives us. I'm no stranger to answered prayers, but I tend to forget that we have the power of the Holy Spirit daily to rely on. God can give us strength, peace, and encouragement. I was reminded of how much he loves us that week and every day. Amen. Like turning on a light switch, prayer creates the condition that lets the Holy Spirit flow through our lives. But there are many more ways to, to see God's power flow. Listen to this description from Galatians 5 about what happens when we let the Holy Spirit work in our life. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you're directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. And it goes on to describe the mess that we make of our lives when we follow our own desires rather than God's. But then it describes what happens when the Spirit flows through us. Our lives are fruitful and Spirit-led. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified him there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. The Spirit gives us all those things that we are trying to get in other ways but fail. Love and joy and peace and patience. The whole nine yards. And here's the amazing thing. There's a kind of a feedback loop that happens with Holy Spirit power. In the world of electrical power, there is a negative feedback loop that's often used to regulate the voltage so it doesn't get too big or too small because in electrical power, you, you kind of want it to, to stay pretty steady. Here's a, a diagram of that. Makes no sense to me, but, but this, negative, this negative feedback loop helps regulate the power and keep it about the same. But the Holy Spirit creates a different kind of feedback loop. The Holy Spirit creates a positive feedback loop. And in a positive feedback loop, the more power that flows through the system, the greater the power becomes. See, you pray for the Holy Spirit to lead your life and you begin to see the fruit of the Spirit. You have love, joy, peace, even gentleness and self-control. And the more you have of that, the more you let the Holy Spirit guide you. And the more love, joy, and peace you have, which creates an even greater desire for the Holy Spirit to be in control. It's a positive feedback loop. A simple act of saying, come Holy Spirit, lead me. Let's the Holy Spirit's power begin to flow and it grows and it grows and it grows within us. 
And it's not just uh, prayer that works that way. There are many actions and, and attitudes that we can have that help the power to flow. Like reading God's word. There's those familiar words in 2 Timothy 3. Every scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for showing mistakes, for correcting, and for training in character so that the person who belongs to God can be equipped to do everything that is good. And the word inspired there is literally breathed. God breathed. Theopneustos. God breathed. That nustos, the same word for spirit, comes from the same root. Spirit pneuma, the breath of God. The Bible is God's Holy Spirit book. God breathed. And so the more time that we spend with the scriptures, the more the Spirit's power flows through us. And that's why even in our book about dynamite prayer, every chapter starts with a scripture. And that there are other actions and attitudes we can have as well, like prayer and, and as well as uh, reading the scriptures. Look at what Jesus says the source of all the blessings in, in Matthew 5, the familiar Beatitudes. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they'll be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they'll inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they'll be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they'll be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Being humble in spirit, hungering and thirsting for righteousness, being merciful, pure in heart, making peace, these are all things that, like prayer and scripture reading, create opportunities for the Holy Spirit to flood us with God's power. These are the actions and attitudes we can have to invite the Holy Spirit to unleash dunamis, Holy Spirit power in our lives. And yet sometimes we don't experience that power, right? I mean, there are times when, when it seems like there's no power flowing, even though we're, we're connected to the power lines. Even when we pray and, and read our Bible or or show mercy or make peace, the power doesn't seem to flow through us. The breakthrough hasn't happened. Why is that? Well, we saw last week that, that the Holy Spirit doesn't break down or have power outages like our electrical grid. So why do we have times when it seems like we have no power? Well, we saw a couple of weeks ago that, that sometimes that's because we're in weight training. W-A-I-T, weight training. Many of you have been praying for me uh, with the possible cancer in my eye, but I'm still in weight training for that because uh, my appointment with the eye cancer specialist is not until the 22nd. So I thank you for your continued prayers that that, uh, that would be benign. But uh, sometimes we are in weight training. And we learn and grow from that. 
But there are other times that it's not so much a, a lesson in waiting. It's a reminder that we need to check the circuit breaker. That there may be a reason the power isn't flowing. And it's not on God's end. For, exa for example, uh, think about this. You, you plug your hair dryer in in the morning and nothing happens. There's no wind. There's no pneuma. There's no power. Now that could ruin your day. So what do you do? Do you chuck that dryer in the garbage and rush off with wet hair to buy another one? Uh, no, I would suggest that before you do that, perhaps you should check the, the GFI switch that's there uh, on the outlet in your bathroom. See, that GFI switch is, is that little button there that you press when the power is turned off. And if it's not that, well, maybe you have blown a fuse or the circuit breaker has been tripped. There may be a reason why the power is not flowing. My former tiny house living son, Luke, has moved into an older house in Richfield. And it is in need of lots of renovation, and especially the wiring. It is old, and I think it was designed by the same person that designed the St. Paul streets. I mean, there are things that are just going every which way. He plugged in his Christmas lights outside this fall, and the refrigerator went out. It's on the same circuit, and it tripped the power breaker. It's kind of crazy. But we have those things in our spiritual life that trips the breaker on the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not that the Spirit isn't there, and that God doesn't want power to flow, but it's just that we can, just as we can have actions and attitudes that help the Spirit's power to flow, we should have actions and attitudes that shut it down, that trip the circuit breaker. Like when we pray for something that's not God's will, when we pray for something hurtful or, or harmful, God is going to shut down the power of that prayer quicker than a circuit breaker. I love working with youth. And one thing that is, uh, is fun about youth is that they're, they're so open and honest about the things in their lives and, and uh, what's going on in their faith. And well, one, one girl desperately wanted the lead in the school play and was devastated when another girl got the part. Pastor, I prayed and prayed and God didn't do anything. I see. Uh, um, and what did you pray? I prayed she'd get sick and miss the auditions. <laughs> That's not exactly a breakthrough prayer. Galatians 5 tells us the fruit of the Holy Spirit's power in our lives, but it also describes some of the actions and attitudes that conflict with the Spirit's work in us that flip that circuit breaker. Let me go back to it. We heard the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants, and the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you're not free to carry out your good intentions. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, 
idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, and wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. When we are consumed with jealousy like that drama student, when we abuse our sexuality, when we let anger get the best of us, when we are quarrelsome and selfish, when we create division and dissension, when we put something other than God into God's position, it trips the circuit breaker and blocks the Holy Spirit's power from flowing through our lives. And removing those things from our lives is like resetting the GFI. The power flows and the Spirit blows and we have a much better day. There are actions and attitudes that can invite the Spirit's power to flow in a positive feedback loop that grows and grows, and there are actions and attitudes that block the Spirit from accomplishing what God wants to do in our lives. Like a big old circuit breaker, it just cuts the power. And we often blame that in something far away, like something along the power lines, a tree has fallen on it, like in a storm, we blame our loss of power on something that's far from us. But in reality, much of the power loss starts right here, much closer to home. An unholy action or attitude has tripped the circuit breaker, and it's time to reset things. Time to get back to prayer and Bible reading and love and peace and patience and peace and humility, hungering and thirsting for righteousness. It's time to pray again. Come, Holy Spirit, your will be done in my life. Let your power flow through me. So that's really the, the message for today. But I have one more thought to consider. Once the Holy Spirit's power is flowing through your life, you can share it with others. All the blessings we receive can flow out and touch others. It reminds me of something I experienced on a, a mission trip in Jamaica. We had traveled far up into the mountains to visit a missionary. She lived in a, a little shack, uh, what we might call today an off-the-grid tiny home. There was no power line running into her home at least not the kind that we think of, but she did have power. She had power because a neighbor across the valley was connected to the grid. And the neighbor ran an extension cord from his house some hundreds, maybe even a thousand feet to this woman's house. It powered just a single light bulb in her home, but she had power because that neighbor shared. And when the Holy Spirit power flows through our life and we receive a breakthrough, we can share that. We can tell the story. It might help someone else to get plugged in to the Spirit. So share it, the story with your family or your friends. Share it with your church. You can use those forms to share the breakthroughs. Um, and they're online as well. 
You can share your story so that others can be blessed. And when you have an abundance of the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, share it. Like a positive feedback, the more you share what the Spirit gives, the more everyone keeps growing. The Holy Spirit's power is waiting right here. So reset the breaker and let the power flow through you and on to others as well. So that's our lesson for today. We've got a, another week of, uh, of reading in our book, and if you didn't get your book till late, maybe you've got a week after that. Uh, we'll have one more message in this series as we wrap things up. But let us pray now. Oh, Holy Spirit, we ask that you break through anything that blocks your power. If there is something in our lives that, that is coming between us and you, we pray that, that you would break through it. Lord, help us to remove those things in our lives that, that disconnect us from you and to once again experience the wonder of your spirit working within us. We pray this in your holy name. Amen.